0: Hey, Adam. Yes, Peter. What do you know about what's happening in jazz piano in 2023? I mean, I'd like to think I know a little bit as well, a jazz pianist living in 2023. Right. But if folks have been listening closely to this podcast, mm-hmm. they might think the state of jazz piano is mostly about Bill Evans and Larry Bird. And in fact, it's not, as we're going to learn today. No, the state of jazz piano <laughs> in 2023 has actually nothing to do with Larry Bird. <laughs> Sadly. Sadly. I'm Adam Annis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It Podcast. Music advice coming at you. Coming at you today, sponsored by Open Studio. Go to OpenStudioJazz.com for a deeper dive on all of this. I like yes. to not to use that intro, Peter, as a as a vocal warm-up. I want to warm up the pipes all the way through the rain. You are a vocalist of note. Well, of some notes. Duly noted. Sometimes <laughs> sliding from <laughs> one to the next, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so this is
1: exciting today because we're going to be talking about the a couple of things that Seems i'm going on with your
0: voice over there too What's i've been is? a
1: little bit ill um okay. i'm not gonna you know
0: let's do you just, have the button for the old the old you, <laughs> the the, the, you'll hear it sneeze guard <laughs> the, COVID <shield. laughs> the COVID shield yeah unfortunately we don't have we need that back you know for those of you who don't know during the entire pandemic we well actually we didn't do the podcast live for a, a few months right but we, we came COVID back safe. well we were moderately COVID safe. <laughs> yeah we came back with a big plastic shield between me and peter plexiglass plexiglass, plexiglass. Yeah. Yeah. yeah custom made by our own dan martin right yeah. did that i think that did work, did it? Yeah,
1: <laughs> I guess it did. Yeah. Have you noticed buffets are back with a vengeance? Oh yeah, when you said back, right now I think I got <laughs> something in my eye. sorry, my, my 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 pee. Oh boy. Um. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking today about uh, several, well, a general subject that we're super passionate about, jazz piano. But in today, this is so cool because, like, I'm getting educated. I'm learning stuff. Uh, they recently had uh the the rejuvenated herbie hancock international jazz piano competition i love it um well i shouldn't say rejuvenate just started back up it had been off for like three or four years 2019 was the last one yeah and then due to the pandemic and some various changes it's it's back refreshed uh in a new location it's moved to new york it was in dc before and we have a new winner a new victory a new king of jazz piano as it were oh we're gonna find out Yeah, yeah 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 um named Jahari stampley who won the competition um and uh so it's been interesting to me to kind of go and check out his music learn about him um and also like you have, he's kind of been on
0: your radar for a few months now you said right at least a few months yeah um i think oh, maybe maybe even a couple of years now that i think about it but yeah you know what i love about this used to be called the monk competition right and it's now been rebranded as the herbie hancock institute of jazz which i think is a smart move yes um because herbie is is very much involved in fact yes. he was one of the judges yes this year which is amazing right um well he's been a judge for many years when, when
1: i did that competition like oh, 30 years ago yeah or more he was one of the judges <laughs> wow along Incredible. with dave Brubeck. oh my gosh mary mcpartland Look at you, Herbie Hancock, somebody else like super big time. Yeah, wow. Yeah, well, so this no, year's judges are no beginning.
0: are no slouches either. Right, Danilo Perez, yeah. Herbie Hancock, Bill Charlap, Bill Charlap, Hiromi. Hiromi. Yeah, yeah, like it doesn't get much bigger than that lineup of, That's right. of pianists there. Yeah. Um, but you know what's what's what I like about the Monk? And Orrin Evans. Orrin Evans. Oran Evans amazing. As well yeah What I love about the Monk competition and now what we call the, the Herbie competition. We yeah. call it the Herbie competition or the Hancock competition? No one says Hancock. Let's look up the official name. Um... The Hancock competition, it says. The Hancock competition. That's kind of a
1: weird thing to... I yeah. know.
0: I mean, everybody calls them Herbie, colloquially. Right. And I guess Hancock we can use. It's the Herbie Hancock Institute of Jazz International Competition. Okay. So actually. the Hancock competition yeah. is what we'll respectfully call it. Yeah. But you know, we'll always kind of... I think just like here in St. Louis, how we call Jazz St. Louis the bistro. Yeah. Even though that's really not part of their branding anymore, we'll always colloquially call it the bistro. I feel like musicians of our generation will always call this the monk competition because it was so iconic. And right. what I love about competitions like this, but specifically with this competition, yep. is it is sort of a a you know you get to know definitely players that are going to be future Hall of Famers. Yes, you know what I mean. Like yes. like you mentioned, you were in what? Do you remember the year you did it? Um, I I, I
1: want to say uh, ninety two, but could have been 91, but 93. What, Who were the who was the lineup of that year? Do you remember? Oh, there was a bunch of great. Uh, Samuel Hell was there.
0: Samuel um, Hell, amazing. Ed Simon. Ed Simon, amazing. Um, Jackie Terrason was the Jackie Terrason. Won it. Was the winner. And he, he was. was pretty big back there yeah. in the nineties. He had a couple Blue yeah. Note albums. That still were big. Pretty, still big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yep. And like you know, uh, I mean, they, they do it for all instruments too. It's not just piano. Like they they started revolving. I think not too long after your year, they started adding yes. saxophone and drums, right. and guitar and things. And the first couple of years was just piano, trumpet. They, yep. yep. Yeah. And so like. Yeah, I mean, I remember one year when I was young, like the saxophone competition, I think Seamus Blake won it and John Ellis was second. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love those guys. And I was like introduced to their music via this, you know, competition because they were still so young. And I feel like for a lot of people, you know, there's some, I know Jahari Yep. But there are some names here uh, on the list of runners up that I'm not super familiar with that I'm definitely going to check out as far as like young, early 20s jazz musicians that are just crushing it, you know?
1: Right. Oh, sorry, I covered your face there for a second. Good. That's all good. <laughs> no, and look, we're looking here, among other references, the New York Times. Uh, Because I have a membership I'm a member Did did I tell you that? I am too Subscription Oh nice nice. Um, But uh, Jazz's Hancock competition Returns crowning Electrifying rising star That's Jahari Stampley He's 23 years old From Chicago And you know The article uh, Giovanni Rossinello Is the writer here And you can go check this out We'll link to this below He's from Chicago It kind of goes through And I was just looking For the second and third place Because we want to give props To them as well um so can we go to our first controversy here before we talk about the exciting stuff is that okay yeah there's a i'm not crazy about this the house rhythm section didn't help the drummer carl allen is proudly agnostic about most styles um of drumming that go beyond the four field four field i'm not okay now full disclosure i'm friends with carl allen friend of the pod and i've played with carl allen a lot i wouldn't say that that's true in my experience you know no that's a dumb
0: paragraph to write Honestly, like, well, there you go. Yeah.
1: yeah, and I mean, it's just it doesn't really. I don't know. Maybe he came across that way to this uh, reviewer, you know, during that one performance. But that's a lot to kind of put out to lay out there to a drummer who's really been a linchpin of the modern
0: jazz drumming scene in New York since the late '80s. You know, yeah, who has an incredibly uh, important voice in the yeah. music for decades now. And
1: it's, it's possible that, that that it was uh, the writer was. Framing it in this way to kind of support his thesis of, you know, and you always want to find a good story, you know, I guess, but that... Jahari was able to better leverage like different styles and he dressed more relaxed. You know, he goes on to say about this than the other two players who were trying to be a little bit more conservative and a little bit more expected in terms of their repertoire choices and in their stylistic choices, you yeah. know, so it's like he wanted to
0: fit that into a narrative. And Honestly, I, if there's any, if I have any criticism of here of the New York Times writing about jazz in general, which they do more than anybody else. So I, I hate to yeah. criticize at all, but they are, they do lean on the downtown scene, more right. than I think most listeners really care about. Right. You know right, what I'm right, saying? Right, right. Even New York listeners. Right. So exactly. to like drag someone for basically swinging. Right. So we're taking New York Times off. Bam. No, we're no, canceled. no, no, no. It's still important. <laughs> still important to the music to have a publication that spends so much energy on the music. Right. But it is very biased towards like downtown Manhattan jazz scene yeah a very specific downtown manhattan jazz yeah too, you know? and i think the main thing getting out of this is kind of the reporting on it
1: that's what i appreciate to me sometimes when they go beyond that into these like really stylistically you yeah. know opinionate opinions about the different styles and things that you're like if you're on the inside of course we have a different viewpoint on it but i think that's important like you can just sort of you know, report the facts like a journalist, I think, where you say, this is the compass. This is who won. This is who played the, the audience really was behind it. Like all that kind of stuff, which they really nailed well in this article. That's good. But then there is kind of going beyond and creating another narrative that, that to most people reading will be like, Oh, that's just fact. Just like what was the clothes that they were wearing. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, but in any case, Jahari Stampley, let's talk about him because full disclosure, I didn't Why do I say full disclosure all the time? Like like this is some kind of a legal briefing. This this you know, <laughs> I, I'm so
0: legalistic. I don't For even For the right. official <laughs> record. My but, attorneys would like me to first apologize <laughs> to the editorial uh, staff of the, of the, you'll hear it. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, but I knew nothing about Jahari Stampley. I probably had seen some of his stuff online and I think it brings up a bigger issue. Like, are we too siloed? Uh, you know, why am I not seeing more stuff? I got to get out the house more. I don't know. But because upon it, learning about Jahari and like kind of doing some research for this episode, um, it's not—he's 23 years old, but he's been doing stuff like interesting things online since like 2018. Yeah, and we're going to look at a couple of his you know performances and online offerings. I mean, he's so well versed in the online world. Not only did he learn to play piano, I love it, like as he said in an interview that I saw, primarily from watching a YouTube video. Yeah, ding you know, ding. Shout ding. out, shout out, Royce Martin, you know, yeah, for yeah. doing the same thing. Yeah. Basically, learned from that, but also has even created an app. That has gamified learning to play, you know, music at the keyboard and stuff. So definitely, you know, we could say, oh, he's
0: in the digital age. He's coming up. No, he's he's a product of the current time. Well, you know what I love about this is, you know, we just did our sort of semi-controversial episode on Adam Neely's video on Loive, which was all Who? about- Lo- Lo- Loive? No, the other Lave? person you mentioned. Adam Neely? Yeah. But uh, no, and that was all about like, you know, the sort of media propping up this singer-songwriter yeah. from Iceland is like the savior of jazz or whatever. Right. And we talked a little bit about in that episode about like Gen Z learning the way that Gen Z learns everything. Yes. But like they're learning about jazz through things like YouTube and and like the gamification of it. Right. And so Loive is one example of sort of like the sort of pop side of things. But what I like about Jahari Stampley is like he is fully in the tradition yes, and learned everything, you know, not everything, but, you know, started his journey on YouTube, which so many of like our open studio members are kind of in that same boat. Yep. So many people start on, you know, these online resources as opposed to like you and I, which are like someone throwing a real book at our heads you know, 35 years ago. Right. And we got to like figure out, you know, what, what, what monks tunes are, what's happening in a monk tune when we're 15. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Just from listening again and again. Yeah. Uh, but this is a whole new way to do it. And it's like, it's not a better or worse way. It's, it's just, just like way. humans figure this shit out, you know? Right. And then I think what we want to think about is like,
1: what is the, end result. Not that Jahari Stampley at 23 is his end result but he is like a player now, you yeah, know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like how did he get to that point? Super interesting, I agree. It's like it's not going to be the same. Like we think, oh you know, you have these new tools, YouTube and Spotify, so we assume that like, oh so you can pull up Thelonious Monk's versions and learn that. But that's not what the young folks are doing. That's not what Gen Z's doing. And we'll look at like Jahari Stampley was talking about, uh, where was it? P. Miller, this pianist I'd never heard of. Like that's where he learned to play piano Literally watching him, and as he said, looking at the buttons that he was pressing on on like a cover of a Coldplay song. Amazing, like that was his entry point into it. And now so great. he's standing next to Herbie Hancock, it's amazing. you know, receiving the award. So I thought we could just pull up a few things, and I'll go full screen on this. You know what? So this is on Jahari's. Uh, I thought this would be cool because um this will kind of get us into perhaps the creative process, the sort of thought process that Jahari has, and maybe, you know, other young players kind of coming up uh, in
0: this kind of environment. Two, now that you have your key, you can pick any progression, literally. You don't even have to really, you know, have anything worked out. So for the sake of this, I'm gonna pick the key of E. Okay, so first thing, I'm gonna pick
1: the key of E. Like, yeah. like, look at the speed that, they, that he's moving with. And I think that's not just Jahari. That's like, you know, I like that. That's like a fast speed, but it, but it's just something to note.
0: And I'm going to just pick any set of three numbers. Cap. <laughs> which is my third step. You need to pick three numbers at random. So let me just pick seven, four, five. So these are my three random numbers. And what you want to do is change your chord on every number. So seven four five. Okay,
1: so mathematics connection with music, which we always know has been there, but I think that that young musicians coming up are really making that connection in a much more overt way. Whereas you, you know other older generations, it was more something that was there that well wasn't talked about. So wait, about. so
0: this is a little confusing here, Peter. Is this him teaching, or is this the guy he learned from?
1: No, this is him. This okay. is him kind of laying out his theory. Okay, like so. This is okay. I should have said this. This is piano hacks video that he has. We'll have a link to this below. Um, but it's part of like the app that he's developed and stuff. Um, in terms of like not only how to learn to play music, but in this case, like how to improvise. I think he's talking about. And the key. Of e. So, like in other words, he's not talking about okay. If you want to learn to improvise on the key of E, take this Thelonious Monk line. Right. Or this Chick Corea line. Right, right, right. No, take, you look at this as a math problem. Look at this as an algorithm. Look at this as a a game,
0: you know? So, So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five. Something like that.
1: Okay, obvious gospel influences, killing chops. I mean, not just... Technical chops, but gospel chops at this point. But think about the de- so. This is something that we've, you know, like I've done before. When it's like you take one note and you think about all the different chords you can play over that. But was he
0: doing? What's the seven four five stand for here? Well,
1: I think he's going to get to that. So he's starting.
0: I actually I don't know, but uh,
1: <laughs> it's something like in terms of choosing which notes it is. Should I take it back where he explained? Let me see.
0: I miss that. So he's gonna play seven notes. So these are my three random numbers. what you wanna do is change your chord on every number. So seven, four, five. In the key of E. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one, two, two, three. Oh, it's it's the number of notes. It's the rhythm. Yes. Something like that.
1: How's he thinking of that that fast?
0: The harmony is just shifting different ideas he has. Now you can do any chord progression that works within that key using these three numbers. Literally all I'm doing, I'm alternating between different progressions using those three numbers. So I'm just in to religious. You see,
1: like even the way he's talking about it is not the way that we would traditionally talk about. Like we would be more like, okay, so if you take the seven, you think about um, rhythmically how you're going to, you know, superimpose that into one beat. And then the four, like he's thinking on another level.
0: So keep that. going with this. So we'll know kind what I'm saying? Of see where he's going. Every <laughs> ride using
1: this concept. So here goes nothing. <laughs> Ian Peele, Michael
0: Jordan. Something like that. Something like that. So like... <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely a... a I'm going to teach you how to paint an owl. Draws two circles... <laughs> Paint the rest of the owl kind of situation. He's right. so killing. like, it's, like I know. It's he's like, like just draw two, three numbers, random three numbers, and
1: then you can yeah. Right. I mean, there's like, was he playing that that rhythmic pattern of seven and then four and five? Then in the right hand, I think he probably was, but it was so chaotic. But he's so good. I, I know. Think. I don't so know. I mean, it's it's like, like, like <laughs> you know, leave us leave us in the comments if you know what the hell is going on here. That's amazing uh, though. There's obvious Corey Henry influences. There's Jacob Collier influences um there's what what other influences are there i don't know
0: i I don't know either (laughs) albert einstein (laughs) obviously you said he learned piano in high school but is he playing he must be playing at church right with a b3 there well he's definitely he's from a musical
1: family let me find this other video i'm gonna play you the one that he said in the interview that i saw was like really his entry point so that's here This is P. Miller, Coldplay Can't touch this He does start And then segues quickly into Paradox I'll just skip ahead a little bit just so you see. Like, this is nothing at the level of what we just heard Jahari playing, right? Yep. But I think what happened, you know, he's getting into it here, is that, like, Jahari said that he was able to see exactly what he could play. Like, he definitely talked about that in the interview. Like, I could, and, and it's so interesting because he said, I could see the buttons he was pressing. Mm. That He never said keys, I don't think, which mm. I thought was super interesting. And he, because of the angle um, of the camera here, was, it was so good. Like he was able to just watch this, and he knew the song. He said, "He's like, I love that song, that Coldplay song. He's like, I knew the song, but he literally learned how to play piano. If I mean, if if this is accurate to his recollection, uh, in terms of the interview." by watching P. Miller push the buttons to a song so he's able to make that musical connection and then to see how the thing was fleshed out. Now, obviously, he's gone way beyond this. This is nothing like crazy jazz improv that I've heard. This is the first thing I've heard from him, though. Mm. Um, so I just think it's super interesting. It's just such a totally different way to get to you know, maybe a similar end result or at least the end result of what's happening now. And I'll show you this. Um, why do I keep going there? Here we go here. Um giant steps ever heard of it. Yeah, this wasn't even like... Yeah, this is... What is this? Five years ago. So he's 23 now. He's like 18 years old, you know? Crazy, man. Yeah. So this is within a couple of years of him actually learning to play the piano. Come on. Stop it. So it's like you hear... Oh, you sorry. You want me to stop it? No. No. I mean. <laughs> no, it's amazing. We'll link to all these. So, I mean, the idea is that like... Um, like you hear the Robert Glass influence robert glasperfication a little bit in the music the cory henry influence um but i think mainly you hear like this a little bit unfiltered and super interesting approach like a new very original to
0: take very original yeah.
1: take but i mean i think we'd be wrong to be like that's not tommy flanagan playing that's uh, there's not enough you know herbie hancock in there or whatever it's like this is the stuff that this happening now in terms of for him like these are the influences i bring these are the gamification of it this is like the way that i learned it isn't it just i love it because it shows there isn't just one way to get to this yeah you know like if yeah. i were to hear you know a young pianist playing i'm gonna do a solo piano version of giant steps and it came out like this i would be like that's dope yeah like that is such a like, thank you <laughs> and i mean i can only imagine him playing this now not to say that you shouldn't be doing original music which he does and all these different things i mean his choices in the competition i already knew that was a cool thing he did jerry allen's uh, drummer song which is i mean i love jerry that's allen's a very tasty and choice that's such a great um and i don't think that was like a required selection or anything he also did a john hicks tune which i thought was cool and real I, insiders kind his of
0: mother is a musician
1: as well his is mother's his a musician his? and a pilot as well, and they're on tour. I believe flying between the gigs, which wow. is a super cool approach to it. But um.
0: that explains what like the kind of taste, obviously growing up in a musical household with like really good records being played and right music being played um, to to pick those like John Hicks and Jerry Allen and deep cuts like that at such a young age. And yeah, this very. This is very inspiring, man. Obviously, a a, a sort of a <laughs> upper echelon intelligence of a person. You know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. Like very smart. Uh, individual we're dealing with here, who's making his own game apps on, on yeah, I playing the piano. He programmed piano. the app himself too. Then I mean, that he able developed to play it. in that way. Just that, set, like that number exercise that he was demonstrating on the B three yeah. alone, and what he got out of it is enough to like take most like professional players to the drawing board of like what, what, what are you talking? What is What's happening? You know right. what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah, and I think that um, there was one other thing I wanted to play, and I, I thought it
1: was more recent, but even this is four years old, which is which is amazing. I'm super excited to hear what he does next. You know, one thing that was quoted in the in the reporting on the um, competition kind of performance or the final performance, I guess, between the finalists is that. Um, Jahari kind of set himself apart from and look I want to I just want to oh yeah here it is so the other finalists important to mention them too cuz it's never like oh he just blew everybody away I, it seems like he kind of did but i'm sure these other pianists are amazing and going to be doing their own thing as well paul cornish um out of houston is one and was uh either, this is the second and third place and connor roer out of Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, who's 23 as well. Um, but there was like a note of this, which normally I'd be like, ah, this doesn't matter. But this maybe it does have something. It says, um, New York Times, at the finals, while the other contestants, let me throw this up in there, so that, um, at the finals, while the other contestants, Paul Cornish of Houston and Conor Rohr uh, of Mechanicsburg wore tailored suits. Stampley came clad in a patterned pattern shirt, loose-fitting corduroy pants, white shoes, and a head wrap. Um be yourself yeah be yourself his energy was both intense and private he was coping with a deep bereavement a close friend had died on Saturday the next night he chose to play a lovely modulating hick ballad after the morning as a tribute um and so it was noted somewhere else in here that uh you know, he's an artist you want to hear again. Yeah, And I think that's an important thing coming up up from here. Like we always talk about like, oh, did he honor the tradition? Did he do this or whatever? You know, screw all that kind of stuff. Where the people in there, the listeners, not the jazz, you know, intelligentsia or whatever – but, like, is this something that where people are like, whoa, I want to hear that? And I can already tell from looking at his online performance, looking at his Instagram stuff. And look, I got kind of convicted by you when we were prepping for this too, because you, I sort of said, you know about him. And you're like, oh, yeah, I've seen his stuff. And I I immediately went to, like, I was like, I want to learn about him. I immediately went to YouTube. And I'm like, man, these videos are kind of old, but he's killing. And you're like, uh, you might want to check him on Instagram and TikTok, because there's a lot more stuff there. Hey, boomer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a hey, boomer. And, uh, but I think that's important for us to be like, because even the New York Times thing was kind of like he came out of nowhere. He's not coming, he's not out, coming of nowhere out of nowhere for no. people that have their ear to the ground. Yeah. And so like I got to do do a better job of that because I'm super interested in this. I want to see these artists as they're developing. Obviously, he has a lot of developing to do. It's exciting. So to I didn't see. miss out on
0: everything, but I mean, it is cool to see. It's exciting to see where he's going to go as an artist. Very very exciting. To yep. see. And like you know, back to the the suits thing, yeah. Peter. I think just for anybody who's wondering, like, oh, should I? Should I dress up? Like, express yourself. Be yes. yourself. That could be wearing a suit. That could be. But wear the suit like you mean it. You know could what be I mean. Wearing a pink speedo, if that's you. I mean, if that's going to be you your do thing. You. But you know, musicians <laughs> should, I think, express them. I think the look is part of the show. Yeah, for sure. And so, just consider that. You know. Yeah, put, and put s- a little effort into it. Put a, put a little bit of yourself into it.
1: Right, and so is Jahari Stampley and these o- and these other great young artists. Are they, perhaps, representing in, in their attire? what their approach to the music is. Not a totally buttoned down, like, you know, let's take a deep breath and like a process like a classical piece, but I, I love it when the, when the look kind of reflects the music. Yeah. You know what I mean? When it ma- Not matches perfectly, but when it's, um, it's congruent with the music, I think is important. So that's not about, oh, you're disrespecting, that's what they used to tell you. If you don't wear a suit and tie, you're disrespecting the music.
0: Ah, I don't know about that. I don't know that audiences feel that way, I should say. Yeah, I mean there's there's definitely a certain like uh, a certain group that that is always going to suit and tie it. Yeah. But I think that even that can get like a little it's not disrespectful but like if you're just if you're just doing it like a uniform or you're just like doing it cuz you think you should be doing it, yeah. It's not going to look as good. You right. know, what I mean even like the suit and tie is going to look like you're just kind of well, here's what I got to put on here. Like put it on wear it like it's part of the gig right you know what i mean like right. do like style it like be yourself with it right well okay well let's check out a little bit of this just maybe to close things out
1: um this is uh amazing grace like i said i thought this was recent it's such a uh, a mature reading an, an interesting reading um of this on a bosendorf i believe with some very very uh, affected sound but i think it'll give a good a, a good kind of flavor of some other kinds of things
0: that he can do, jahari. you know what I haven't with. i've i'm I've been following Jahari on Instagram for a while, but I haven't seen his piano hacks, yeah, yet, like what you were just showing. Yep, me? Yep, I'm yep. gonna go on a deep dive on that. It's cool you know i'm I'm super nerdy about yeah, piano hacks, Peter. really? I never know hacky about it. Yeah, here we go. Amazing grace. cozy the bosendorfer and the compression on the video it sounds like it's a string pad almost
1: yeah 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 the sustain it's just like constant sustain continuous
0: facility for someone who learned in high school. Yeah
1: all right so we'll link to this below this one as well and um, yeah I mean this was a uh, it's a great new discovery. I know I'm late to the party, but I'm, fun, I'm glad though? to be at the party. It yeah. is
0: fun. Yeah. We should go on a deep dive of uh, some of Jahari's music as he grows. Yeah, it's fun exactly. and to follow his journey. And I think the important thing too here, at least, you know, for me and going through this discovery
1: process to is just like you know, this is not about... Sometimes these these competitions can be about we're anointing this one as the savior of jazz piano or as, like, this is the face until next year we come. No, there's always new, different, interesting artists coming along, and it's much about, you know, having these different, you know, be it social media tools or whatever to be able to hear somebody as opposed to just, like, oh, you have to wait till they come to town. You hear about them for years, you know? Yeah. We can
0: learn about it and to see these different things and be influenced by them. And You know what's cool, too, is, like, you know, sometimes like the the classical competitions, I feel like they can be a little toxic, yeah. for the culture of the music. Right. You know what I mean? Like I, I hear classical musicians talk about it; like it's pretty intense, yeah. And it's like it's your way to stardom, and it's your way to get a name for yourself, and it's yeah, and it's also not great for the music. Some people, right, have commented on right. Um, and I think with like these jazz competitions, while it is kind of still weird to compete about any kind of art. Right. First, it's a second, third harmony. Second, it's rhythm. Third, <laughs> it's not as clear cut as like you're interpreting Chopin or you're yeah. interpreting Beethoven. Right, like right, right. you are, you are an artist developing, and you're kind of presenting your thing. Yeah, and it is, it is weird to then like slot that into places. Yeah. because it's so uh, uh, subjective, but. I do feel like it's a little bit looser than sort of your traditional piano competition.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of interesting now in this, and it's because they had this hiatus for four years, the, the um, Herbie Hancock competition, um, that there's probably been even more like, questioning of, like, what is the relevancy today? Like, are you still really breaking an artist? Like, Joshua Redmond won the Monk competition and, like, then he got a record contract and then he was out there. But he was already, like, I mean, I had played with him before that I knew. I mean,
0: everybody kind of knew. I mean, all the young, yeah. the young
1: lions. Yeah, that's if you're um, playing
0: in these competitions, you're kind of. Already on the scene, right? But
1: I mean, I think nowadays it would be a lot more easy as opposed to 35 years ago to question the relevancy of this. Is like, do we even need this? And like, are you know, is the Herbie Hancock Institute like as is it as valid for them to kind of anoint somebody? But I would say in this case, great choice. Seemingly, and it, you know there is still a place to kind of bring to the to the, the to the larger general public some attention and I hate, and not legitimacy because the music legitimizes something like if if an artist is if an artist's music connects with an audience that is
0: legitimate well, you it's know kind of cool to see an artist all these artists so young be put on a bigger stage at this stage in right. your career because like you can go back and look at like oh my gosh can you believe it was like Aaron Parks and Gerald Clayton or whatever at right the same on the same Stage or whatever, like those kind of moments can happen.
1: And really, I don't think this is unusually young. I don't remember when um, how old Joshua was or Gerald. Who I can't remember who won these. I I know Joshua because I remember that. Usually, folks in their twenties, you know. Yeah, early twenty. I mean, this is not unusually young or anything. I think just the story of some of these players coming up, like not starting until high school and stuff, that's kind of unusual. You didn't used to hear about that a lot. So cool. Uh, Well, Well, this is fun. Yeah, yeah. Till next time, you'll hear it.
0: Oh (laughs) boy.